0: Talk Shoes Recorded live Good evening and welcome to Deliverance by Grace Ministries Sermon Series And tonight we're going to be uh, kind of doing some topical things Not necessarily in a series format tonight But before we get started We would like to send out our thoughts and prayers To uh, one of our regular listeners, Barbara Her uh, little nephew, 12 years old on Monday, uh, passed away from complications from leukemia. Let's definitely keep her family in our prayers as we uh, move forward this week. and Remember that sometimes we don't always understand what God's doing, but He's in time, on time, every time. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessings that you bestowed upon us. We thank you for our family and our friends and our neighbors and loved ones that are there to support us in our time of need. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings that you abound. We even thank you for the trials that you put upon us to make us stronger and to make us more amenable to your will. Lord, we ask that you would take the message tonight and help it to be a blessing into our hearts. May the words speak to us. May the words reach out and help us to reach others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Tonight we're going to do kind of a hodgepodge. We're going to do... First, we're going to do faith in the community, faith in the workplace, and this one I just feel compelled to do this evening, but a woman's contribution to the local congregation. I've had several questions over the past few weeks about that very thing, and so tonight I figured that I would address that. So let's start with faith in the community. And as Christians, we are but pilgrims and sojourners in this world, and we have duties regarding spiritual growth. In 1 Peter 2.11, we are told, Beloved, I beg you, as sojourners and pilgrims, uh, pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul. Yet we also have a duty towards those who are still of this world. One area where we fulfill our duty to those in the world is the community. The cities, and neighborhoods in which we live, relationships that we maintain with our neighbors and fellow citizens. What impact should our faith have as members of the community? What effect should it have on us as neighbors and as citizens? How can our communities become a place to evangelize to the lost? In Thessalonians 4:11 and 12, we're told that You also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands, as we commanded you, that you may walk properly toward those who are outside, and that you may lack nothing. Paul gave general instructions concerning Christians living in this world to A, lead the quiet life, B, suffer a severe case of mind your own business, 3, to work with our hands. That means don't be lazy. Four, to walk properly toward those who are outside or to lead by example, to live in faith for those who don't. What this entails can be gleaned further as we consider passages which speak of Christians as neighbors and citizens. So let's look at, and if you're keeping notes, Roman numeral one, the Christian as a neighbor. A, to associate with others. True, we are to be separated. Okay, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness, and what accord has Christ with Belial? And if anybody knows what that is, uh, we'll talk about that later. Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever, and what agreement? I do apologize. My notes just kind of jumped. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters. Now, don't let that scripture belie you and make you think that you're not supposed to interact with those who are not Christian. Because we are, but it's to be done in a different way. We must not confuse, and this goes to my next point, We must not confuse separation with isolation. Because in 1 Corinthians, I write to you in my epistle not to keep company with immoral people. Yet I certainly did not mean immoral people of this world or with the covetous or extortioners or idolaters. Since then, you would need to go out and be among them. But no. I have written you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is immoral or covetous or idolater or reviler or a drunkard or an extortioner, not even to eat with such a person. For what I have to do with judging those also who are outside, do you not judge those who are inside? But those who are outside God judges. Therefore, put away from yourselves the evil person. Now, it's kind of interesting that as I was studying this and looking through this, it was quite, it really was interesting. So here is, (laughs) yeah, I keep thinking about what's coming up later. Jesus provides an example of, he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, follow me. So he arose and followed him. Now it happened that, as he was dining in Levi's house, that many tax collectors and sinners also sat together with Jesus. And when the scribes, excuse me, and when the scribes and the Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors and sinners, they said to Jesus, "How is it he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners?" Jesus heard it, and he said, "Those who are well have no need of a physician." But those who are sick did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And as some of you know, we had a discussion about this the other day. The Christian is a neighbor to associate with others. We just finished that. To live in peace. Repay no one evil for evil, have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is impossible, as much as depends on you, live peacefully with all men. That's Romans 12:17 if anybody's keeping track. Careful to give no offense if possible. In 1 Corinthians 10:32 and 33 we are told give no offense either to the Jews or to the Greeks or to the church of God, just as I also please all men in all things not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. We're to walk in love and wisdom. We owe it to our neighbors to love them. Romans 13.8 says, Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments shall not you shall not commit a murder, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, etc., etc., Romans thirteen eight ten. Showing kindness through hospitality, love of strangers, Romans 12 and 13. Distributing to those in need of the saints, given to hospitality, First Timothy 3, 2. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded of good behavior, hospitable and able to teach, Making good use of our time. Colossians 4.5 Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Speak the truth in grace. Colossians 4.6 And this one is probably one of the hardest things that we do. It really jumped out at me. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Ephesians 4.25 Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. To do good. Diligent in doing good works. Matthew 5.16 Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Luke 6.35 but love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Galatians 6.10 Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those who are of the household of faith. Display honorable conduct. First uh, Peter 2.12 Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, they may, by your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Earning a good testimony from those outside. 1 Timothy 3, seven. Moreover, he must have a good testimony among those who are outside, lest he fall into reproach, the snare of the devil. The Christian, as a citizen, obey those in authority. To be subject to rulers and authorities of. Titus 3.1 Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey and to be ready for every good work. Romans 13 Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Now listen to this very carefully. For there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God to obey their laws unless they conflict with God's law. 1 Peter 2 Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to the governors as those who are sent by him for punishment of evildoers and to praise those who do good. Acts 5 Twenty seven through twenty nine. And when they brought him, they set him before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not strictly command you not to teach in his name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood on us. They were talking about Christ. Give honor and pay taxes. Honor all, including those in government. First Peter two seventeen. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Pay taxes and customs, rendering fear or respect and honor. Romans thirteen six and 7. Because of this, you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render therefore all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to customs. Fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. And fear would also be respect. Pray for those in authority, for the kings and all who are in authority, 1 Timothy chapter 2. Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. That we might lead quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and reverence. Christians are a valuable asset for any country in which they live, not only by their lawful obedience and prayers for those in authority, but by sharing the good news of God's love. The Christian as an evangelist. And this one's probably the hardest part for everybody. Holding fast to the word of life. We are to shine as lights in the world. Holding fast to the word of life. Philippians 2.16, holding fast to the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Certainly a duty expressed elsewhere, meaning that we are told to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. First Peter 2, nine. In our communities, we all have a duty to spread the word. Influencing people by example. And sometimes this is one of the hardest things for me to do, to influence people by example. Sometimes people won't listen to our message but we can still influence them for good by our example. 1 Peter 3, 1 and 2 states, Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even in some do not obey the word. They, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear, or we're going to substitute that word for respect. In our communities, we have a duty to confirm the word by our lives. Living in our community is a wonderful opportunity to be positive influence to friends and neighbors, to be a blessing for whatever country in which we find ourselves. Remember, folks, let your faith in the community be an opportunity to demonstrate the value of a vibrant faith in Christ to reach others for Jesus Christ through the gospel. What kind of neighbors and citizens are you or I? Do we encourage others to glorify God? I'm going to end there. I didn't realize it was still so in. I'm going to end there, and next week we'll pick up with Faith in the Workplace. And I tell you what, let me, yeah, women, the the one with the women's study, a woman's contribution to the local uh, congregation, I'm going to hold off on that one as well. That one's an important one, and I want everybody to be involved in that one. There are some that have messaged me and said they can't make it tonight, uh, and I know it's going to be on a recording, but I'm going to wait and do that next week. So, on behalf of Deliverance by Grace Ministries and the associate pastors here at Deliverance by Grace, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. We'll be back here next Thursday, 9 o'clock. You can catch us anytime on iTunes, Deliverance by Grace Ministries. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessings that you bestowed upon us. We thank you for the message that you brought forth. Pray that it would resonate in those that hear its words. And may they be a better steward in their community, praying for their leaders without ceasing and be a witness for you, no matter where they are, whether they be on Main Street or Wall Street. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a good night, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.